step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I think my battery's dead. With free battery testing and charging, we can help you get back on the road. So what if I need a new one? We have the right Duralast battery for you, only at AutoZone. And what about my old battery? We can recycle it right here at America's number one battery destination. Restrictions apply. Welcome, everyone, to the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Trainer. Thanks for joining me. This week, we have an interview, more like a conversation than an interview, with one of the funniest people in the world, comedian Bill Burr. And uh, we cover everything. I don't even know how to describe it. There's really no rhyme or reason or order to it. Uh, we put the mic on and let Bill go. And everything from comedy to sports... Big argument about Tom Brady. Um, it's all in there. Good stuff. Very funny. So if you like to laugh, keep listening and uh, you'll enjoy it. Here we go with Bill Burr. You ready? Oh, he's got notes. Jesus Christ. I'm not even going to do an intro. Just roll with this. Here we go. I got to have some notes. You do your podcast without notes? Well, huh? you do it solo. You don't have a guest. No, I, I have like a little like subject set list. That's what I have. Like I'll just say Patriots, Vikings, or whatever. That's what I have. Belichick, football coaches. Brady. Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's do it. Let's, All right. let's go down your list. Keep going with this. Well, let's start with this. So let me, let me get everyone straight. So Bill Burr is here, the famous comedian, hilarious, one of the funniest people in the world. And my colleague Matt Dollinger is in studio. First time this has happened. He's like, I've had all these podcast guests, John Cena, Blake Griffin. He's like, I want to meet Bill Burr. Can I come? So Matt is here too. He's going to chime go. in at some point. I saw you, I think it was three summers ago, Jones Beach. You got you did you were part of this comedy tour thing with like um, Sarah Silverman, Louis C.K. I forgot the name of it. It was, but it was oh, yeah, a it slew was, of comedians. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, that Live Nation thing. And I feel like. Yeah, I feel like it didn't get like this attention it should have because the roster was off the charts, and it right. was one of the funniest nights I've ever. I mean, it was you, you and David Tell. I know I laughed from the start to the finish without stopping once, and Louis w was great. And I don't know if you're allowed to say that anymore. And uh, he was great. Yeah, he yes. was great that night. And Sarah Silverman he was killed, great. He killed it that night. Yeah. So uh, it's like my all-time favorite comedy show was when I was. So, and who would think Jones Beach would be? Is that weird to perform at Jones Beach? No, it was really cool because I had I saw Aerosmith there with Motley Crue opening up um, like yes. ten years before, 
And uh, are those groups funny to you, man? Those are fucking yeah. great groups. You're like laughing like that's uh, Lou laughing, not me, because I go yeah, every year and I, I see no. Poison, see, Def Leppard. Hold on, I'm not laughing because my first question is: Was Jim Florentine with you? <laughs> oh, oh, if I was over there, no, I don't think he was there. That oh, when I went to that, no, yeah. I went with DeRosa <laughs> and um, Aaron Perry. Uh, Joe Perry's stepson used to do Come Into Uninformed when we used to do that so we got to know him so he's like hey I'll get you some tickets and we went out there and then the fact that Motley Crue was opening up was a bonus oh, and I, played, I played drums as a hobby you know and I always loved Joey Kramer and, and, and uh, uh, Tommy Lee was like you know this god to me so I got to go up there and he had this really cool DW kit and he had like this fur you know the, oh. around the outside <laughs> of it you know he's always doing something crazy with his kits and um yeah, so it was kind of a two for one thing. So then to be on that same stage, yeah, that was right. really, yeah, that's what I always think. I always, I equate a lot of stuff to music. Yeah. I went into that as a fan, though. I'm just like, comedy show at Jones Beach. Is this going to be weird? Because, you know, if you're in a small room and there's that laughter, there's that sound, there's an energy. I didn't yeah. know if there'd be that energy, but it, it was, it worked out. I, really I, well. I see what you mean. There was definitely an element of me that this makes <clears throat> no sense that we're doing this here. But, but the then, water in the, right there in the background. And, yeah, but then yeah. you go out there and it was a great crowd and all of that. Uh, Thank you. That tour, <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting tour because there was a lot of like, you know, mixing of crowds and shit. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think I would have done as well now on that. Why? Just because of, you know, there was enough of the uh, social justice warrior right, on right, that right, show right. mixed with my bullshit. It, right. You know, right. someone would have been triggered. But Unfortunately, it, but that's the way it is now. I, I, no matter what you do today, don't you think someone's still going to be triggered? Can you do an act today without anyone being triggered? I really don't give a shit. Right. <laughs> right. I, I'm just doing my fucking act, and if you don't like it, yeah, yeah, you're well within your right to say you don't like it, but I'm not changing any of it. Right. You know? Uh, Until you achieve something comedically, yeah. then I'll respect your opinion on the direction my act should go. But other than that, if I hurt your fucking feelings, or, or you know, it's like all those other jokes didn't hurt your feelings. All oh, the ones that just pertain to your world hurt your feelings. Well, isn't that, isn't that a great way to go through life? Right. Those are all jokes, but these ones, those were statements. <laughs> it, it does seem like people... It, on top of the social justice... Very few, very few. There's very few people that are making all of this fucking noise. Everybody else right. is dying laughing. You know? Well, does it, do you feel like it's a combination of there's the social justice warrior element of it, and it does also feel like people refuse to laugh at themselves? No, it's corporate money. That's what they're, that, that's what they're exploiting. So they go after the corporate money. You saw it with the NFL. The mm -hmm. NFL was just like, these players have a right to take a knee. If that's blah, 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 blah. Then they quickly realize that racist morons also buy football jerseys. So then they're like, okay, no, 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 no. Don't do that anymore. Right. Because they corporations, they can't have one nickel roll out the fucking window that could have gone into their pocket. So right. that's how they base their, their viewpoints and their right. stances. So these people who want to change things for better or for worse, socially, know that. So they just go after the money. They're not really making points as much as they're going after the advertising on your show. And, and that's that's how they, they're, what's hilarious is there are, they're, they're supposed to be these liberal progressive people and they're some of the biggest bullies you're ever gonna run into. Right. Um, to the point that if anybody even just who's not involved goes, well, I can kind of see both sides of it. They try to destroy that person. It's very like... Uh, you know, I obviously not old enough to have lived through like the Red Scare. It's sort of the Red Scare meets MySpace, and um, 
I'm just waiting for somebody to say the classic line there was like, uh, was, was, was that line he, that finally diffused it? Have I don't know. I forget what the fucking line was. There it is. Um, but So when you're putting together your act, though, is that in your head about, I can't say this, I shouldn't say this? I mean, it has to be there no, somewhere. No, if anything, all of this shit's going to make me go harder at it. Because <laughs> I don't like, um, you know, I don't like control freaks being around me. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of the ultimate when someone's literally telling, it's like such a dysfunctional fucking relationship that they're right. trying to get you involved in. Like, I'm I'm going to tell you what you can and can't say. And and the fact that they're, which, you know, if you're going to do it in a, uh, you know, have the decency to do it in a fascist way, I respect that. But if you're actually going to do it under like, a you know, under rainbows and butterflies, right. acting like you're this fucking great person, it's like, you're literally telling me what I can and can't say. You, you haven't realized that you've literally lost your fucking mind at this point and, and for and some d- reason um but i don't know but most people see that most right. people get you know they go to jokes do some they- of the shit my wife has said to me like i if she's fucking you know when she trashes me i mean <laughs> i guess if i really listened to what she was saying it would be offensive but it's just too funny not to laugh right. i mean almost half the time i was about to pull over the car well it does seem like it does seem like it's a matter of it's just there's if you say things privately, it's fine. If you say things publicly, then you get in trouble, which is kind of bizarre. Like what your wife says to you. No, oh, but then there's also this shit where like people will watch a clip and get offended by something was said at a show they weren't at. Right. That's why I hear so who you well stop clicking on shit that's gonna make you offended, you <laughs> fucking idiot. You think that's the worst thing you're right. gonna see on the internet? Right. Why don't you go watch somebody's head get sawed off while they're still alive? You could watch that too. Right. Why aren't you offended by that? Well, there are definitely people who look to they're looking to find. They are. Yeah. That's the thing yeah. too. Is if you've noticed, you have to be a certain level of comedian. That's it's actually like, oh, I've I've reached that level that someone feels like they can hitch their wagon to me. Right. So, um, whatever. It's all. It's, but do you think it's all because of social media? Hundred percent. I don't know. I have yeah. no idea. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But it's, right. there's something inherently funny about white women complaining, saying that their lives are difficult. When you live in America, it's like you fucking basically hit the lottery. Is it only white women who give you pushback? No, they're the ones that I find funny. Oh, <laughs> no! I say, listen, if, if, if African Americans, the points they're making makes right, it's right. like I get it. Right? You know what I mean? I'm not saying like you know that you know if you're female and you're white that you can't have complaints, but like right. like how much they're heard over people with actual way more problems. Is there, there's a you know there's an element of racism to that that is not addressed. It's right. just fucking funny. So it's a joke I do in my act. I go to somebody. Your rosé wasn't chill today. <laughs> the trolley not work at the mall. Like what is? The I'm fucking... sure that goes over well with the females. No, it does. it does. No, and the thing is, a lot of women laugh at it because they have a fucking sense of humor about themselves. Right. Which is why I love making fun of feminists because they have right. no sense of humor. Well, that's what generally I... speaking about themselves. So as a comedian, it's your job to literally go. That's where right. the fun's going to be. Right. But that's what I said about people laughing at themselves. Like your last stand-up, you did a whole section there about fat people. I laughed my ass off watching that as a fat right. person. I mean, I wasn't offended, but, you know, I, I love think- redhead jokes. <laughs> They're fucking funny. I called someone a ginger once on Twitter and people were like, that's disgraceful. You're racist. You're this. I was like, ginger now is an offensive term. I didn't even know that. No, happened. I just, I find that funny because that's a European term. Ginger? So, yeah. Really? So now everybody's, yeah, they've been ginger baker. That was 50 years right, ago. Right, They've right. been calling redheads ginger for a long fucking time. He's a ginger, right? Ginger, whatever. So I, I thought it was hilarious when I went over and they were saying that. 
you're a ginger, whatever. Like, I love the this. Uh, uh, oh my god, I saw it last night. I was watching this thing. They were talking about drinking in London, and he's like, right, he's a vomer. He's a vomit. That means you puke when you drink. Like vomit. <laughs> like he's a vomit. It's just fucking yeah, yeah. funny it's a to good me. Word. Yeah, but yeah. that's one of those things where I don't. I would hate that if that came over here and we started saying it because it ruins travel. Right, right. So now they're like, I'll be like in the middle of fucking Indiana, and someone will say ginger. I'm just like, ugh. Well, Euro- that's been Europe's, here a long time Europe's, though. What is ginger? It hasn't. No, no. I've always remembered that. I think. The- no, you haven't. Yes, you haven't. <laughs> you never said that. I've been a redhead my whole life. It was always redhead, better red than better dead than red. All the shit that I got. No, there's athletes red, who, who, nickna- who call big ginger and red. Now who? The guy. What's his name? The yes. What's his name? Um, oh, the college basketball guy with whatever. Uh, you got me. Fine. I'm not. Yeah. Ginger's been around forever. It hasn't. You and you made no point, and then you just you you just you totally capitulated. They never called. They, they, the they, they never called Big Bill Walton Big Ginger. No, not Bill like, Walton. I'm just saying he was a redhead, right? All right, fine. Ginger's new. Okay, sure. It is. No, I'm just saying it's new. I don't know why. Right. Are you one of those people? You don't like being wrong. No, definitely I feel not. Bad for your yes, wife. Matt. Never. Oh, no, okay. Never. We'll just, we'll just no. let it go on this. All right, one. I'll let it go. I'll let it go. It's like me telling you what it's like to be fat. I mean, I have no idea what it's like. <laughs> it's not fun, that's for sure. Um, wait, so okay, so wait, on you this. can't tell me getting fat isn't fun because I've done it. Getting Dude, fat giving is in, wait, wait. giving in to what you want to eat at two wait. in the morning is in, in that fucking twenty minute period is fucking ecstasy. All right. Getting fat is fun. Being fat is not fun. Of course, there it is. Yeah, no, yeah. But I'm saying there is an element yeah. of fun to it. Yeah, there is. Sure. Having no you fucking, die. T- having no discipline. Yeah. Seeing that new fucking, they put the cheese in the crust. You think I don't no, want to eat that, but actually just fucking ordering it and then having a pint of your favorite ice cream. I mean, to live that life. I mean, you're like a Roman emperor in that fucking moment. In it's that just, moment. It's just afterwards when you hate yourself. Well, yeah. Yeah all, yeah, all the minutes after and before. Yeah. That's all. No big deal. Yeah. Well, they have salad bars, buddy. The I solution know. is out there. Yeah, God, but this is a walkable this, city. The salad bar is this, like there's no, there's literally no excuse with all the information out there for me oh, to continue drinking the way I do, and for you to keep fucking getting every fucking new taco that fucking Taco Bell puts out. <laughs> how, much both, you, how, much you, how much do you drink? How much do you drink? Well, I'm on the wagon now, but like, I, yeah, I, I drink way too much. Way too much to the point I'm watching documentaries on it because I'm because they're, they're discovering this new thing about binge drinkers, which I am. Where it's like, you're not an alcoholic. I don't wake up like, I need it, man. I got to fucking have it. But when I go out and drink, like, I, I can't just get a nice warm buzz anymore. Like, I just you gotta go. go. Yeah, you got to go. I go, yeah. yeah. And, I, and, I, and unfortunately, unfortunately, I should say, I have, well, unfortunately, when it comes to my drinking, is I have a job. I don't have to be there till eight the next <laughs> night. So it's two in the morning. It's a perfect. And I almost have an entire day to forget yeah. what a fucking idiot I am. What's now, it? if I had like a nine to five, yeah, then it's a little. Yeah. Well, this but listen, there's plenty of nine to fivers who drink like there's no tomorrow too. Yeah, they're but called I feel functioning like, alcohol. But I feel like they feel it more. Yeah. What's your drink of choice? Oh, anything brown. Anything um, brown. Whiskey, bourbon, scotch. I like. Now, how does that? Shit. Do you do you need? Do you like to drink before you do a show? Do you no, like to be no, sober no, doing no. a show? Yeah, no, no, no. I don't do that. Never. After a show, I was. Yeah, after a show, it's just great. You had a good time. You're yeah. fucking wired. I was gonna say, how do you come down from? That I find the quietest place <clears throat> I can, and then I just sit with the guys I drank with, and we just break each other's balls. We right. talk sports, and you know we get into fights. 
you know, Mayweather would have fucking destroyed all this. <laughs> hey, he wouldn't have survived with right, Hagler right. Hearns, and we just do that shit. That's how I got to like not losing and not liking to lose an argument because it all starts with sports. Like when you go right. sport, people. I mean, sports fans are not sane people. I have to tell you something there, at all. There's, but there's such a zen to to just saying, you know what, you're right, and just there is, it. yeah, there is. Then you don't say that the resentment doesn't build up, right? But in sports, that's very rare. Where a sports argument where someone will say you're right, it's usually. You ever have that moment when you're sitting there just quietly after you've lost and everybody's continued <laughs> And you relive the argument in your head? No, but you're trying to think that next thing, I'm yeah. going to get this guy, and he's talking, and you feel yourself hating your friend over <laughs> sports. <laughs> <laughs> That's when the yeah. alcohol, yeah, yeah. That, that can literally ruin a friendship. Yeah. There's a famous story about Mike and the Mad Dog who broke up after 19 years of doing it, and right before they had broken up, they got in this big massive fight on the air about whether the yankees needed a new stadium and they got i mean they got it's on youtube they got in this vicious fight it was heated about yankee stadium not having enough bathrooms and i remember when they broke up someone wrote something like the greatest sports radio partnership is ending because these two men fought about whether the yankee stadium needs new bathrooms like it, it, when it comes yeah. down to what the argument is <laughs> it's always something absurd yeah because that's not what it was about right well yeah um, i was shocked as a red sox fan that they they knock down that place with the best you, you have to say it had the greatest mojo they have the most right. championships you know and their championships are pretty legit i mean everybody early on you know you got your 23 skidoo years where there's somebody you know winning stanley cups when it was the size of a shot glass and they played on a pond you right. know like the way that <laughs> the fucking you know canadians count all of those um you know the celtics you know so many of ours we won it was like a, a bunch of white guys and you couldn't even cross <laughs> over you had to have hand on top of the ball people taking <laughs> diaper shots and stuff they won 11 not in fucking you know um but the yankees i mean it's just like you know to go from babe ruth lou Gehrig to dimaggio to mickey mantle where they just kept having the guy the lebron or whatever the jordan and um you know it's really legit and just like uh my favorite thing about new Yankee Stadium is that they 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 reput like the the facade where it used to be. Right. Because I always wished I could I could have gone to old Yankee Stadium before the the original one before right. they redid it. And there was a this great picture of Joe DiMaggio when they were redoing it, and he was standing in the outfield. He just had this look on his face. Just I don't know what it was, but it was just uh, um, I don't know. Now being a 50-year-old guy, I'm starting to understand that look on your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought he was going to say the best thing about the new Yankee Stadium is that the Red Sox own it. Oh, no, but you know. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I'm just, I mean, yeah, that's the thing, too, is they keep trying to get that Yankee yeah. thing. It's just like when we finally won, that was the end of the movie. Yeah. And now we spend $200 million. I mean, so it, it's it, there's really no, uh, there's no difference. It's just great baseball. But I love what the Yankees are doing where they... Um, most of this team is their own, um, from their own farm team, uh, farm system. And then they added that kid from uh, Florida this year. So my, and I know you guys, you know, are stocking up against. So, I mean, you guys will, this is how successful the Yankees are. Do you realize if you don't win it next year, that's the only second decade right. that <clears throat> they haven't won a World Series since the 1920s. It's crazy. And in and, and the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, they won multiple in seventies. They won more than one. You know, sometimes five or six, or maybe even seven, maybe in the fifties or something. Um, the eighties, they didn't win any. Nineties, they won three, and then they won two in the two thousand two thousand nine. I never know how to count that. I just count when the, the odometer right, flips. Right, zero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. two thousand one right. was the official new millennial. Whatever. Right. Right. So um, 
They should have won in 2001. That's the one that hurts the most by far. Diamondbacks, Luis Gonzalez. Oh, yeah. I remember because of 9-11. It's the only time right. I rooted for you guys. Right. I actually rooted for you guys. Oh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Brewer's got a killer bit about that. Jim Brewer, if you see oh, this bit about, oh my God. I, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. even trying to do it justice. Yeah, yeah. He's got a killer bit about that. And it's just yeah. like. Are you more Red Sox, Patriots, Celtics? Like, what? Are, give me your power rankings of. Who I like the best? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I was a Bruins. I've, Bruins. I've always been a hockey guy, but uh, I've always also been a football guy. Yeah. So the football and hockey were my, were my big things. And then basketball, you know, coming up with Larry Bird and all them. So I, and, and those, those, like when, when they did that, that, 30 for 30 on the Lakers-Celtics uh, rivalry. I couldn't watch past 84 because watching the Lakers drink champagne in the garden. Right. I still remember Kareem hit that shot and he, and he fucking, when he made the fist, I love Kareem. Yeah. All right? And, and like that's a champion right there. Like, fuck these guys. We're going to drink in their building. <laughs> but as a Boston fan, I can't, I yeah. can't watch. I still can't watch No, it. I understand that And then sure. the fact that then, then, then I'm going to go through Len Bias dying because what we would have done, you know? Ugh. Like the, the Len Bias died, and, and Larry Bird decided to blacktop his own driveway. Oh. Do you oh, remember when you go back, to Grossman's yeah, yeah. and they would give you <laughs> a stick for a five foot nine, ten inch guy like me? And he, at six foot nine, went out there like he was always like that. He'd go to the um, oh, yeah, the Olympic, like, the Olympic Village when he was playing on the team and like walk away, like I ain't, you know, I ain't paying $11 for a bear. Right, you know, right, he had right. that attitude. Yeah, yeah. And would just walk <laughs> off six foot nine to go to some dive bar. <laughs> yeah. He, I ain't paying somebody to blacktop my face. It's like, Larry, live a little. <laughs> yeah. Well, the money back then wasn't what it is now, that's for sure. But he still could have afforded it. He had it. enough. Yeah, he could have afforded it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And the, and the Patriots, where do they fall into all this? Like, are you one of these nutso pa- Like, can you admit Brady's a little weird, Belichick's a lunatic, or you're one of these Patriots fans that doesn't see that? No, I, what I find, what I love about being it is, And I love Tom is, Brady, for is, the record, but he's a weirdo. Is how you guys... <laughs> So hate the Patriots. I don't but, hate the but Patriots. We're so successful. I Wrong. That, I love the Patriots. That you guys have to be like, you know, don't you get tired of winning? Don't you think they're a little weird? No, no, I don't think. No, no. It's just what. What exactly? It's this as you're t- eating your pizza and ice cream. Do you find weird about him <laughs> that t- he has movie star good looks? No. That he delivers in the moment. In no. A super no. That's all the stuff I love about him. I just wish he wasn't a snake oil salesman with his TB12. Hundred dollar pajamas that make you recover, and you're stretching your bands. Oh, for... marketing himself. So you must not no, like not... a lot of. You must no, find no. a lot of athletes weird. <laughs> no, no. That has Market... got to be one of the worst points Market... ever made. And I don't care that you're doing the. Yeah, so Trump you are okay. So you are a psycho patriot fan. Okay, I wanted to. H- see how where... am I? A... Do you, how did you does, just win that? Does Tom... you said you did. That's like my yeah. what my fucking wife does. <laughs> he never said you're right. Does so Tom it's not Brady over. need to sell hundred dollar recovery pajamas? You're Tom Brady. You're Tom fucking Brady. Have a little self-respect and not scam people with recovery pajamas. Okay. Have a little self-respect. The guy's fucking 80 pounds overweight. <laughs> but I can still have an opinion on Tom Brady being <laughs> I'm going to go you artist. as hard as you're going at him. No, you hate him because he wins. No, I don't. I liked He's my favorite NFL I player. I hate Obama, and I'm a Democrat. You're doing that bullshit. He's Come my on. favorite NFL player. I just don't like that he's trying to scam people with his pajamas and his bands and his cookbook. Okay, well, you're entitled to that opinion. I don't find it weird that a, that an athlete has a marketing de- deal. I find it very pedestrian. Do you have the pajamas? You sound very defensive. I'm not defensive. <laughs> you just don't have a point right now. I d- my point is very laid out. And I don't agree with it. You don't have to agree with it. Oh, well, fine. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm defensive. 
That's that's your world. Like if I don't agree with you, that means I'm defensive. You seem like a, the type of person that would call bullshit on someone selling recovery pajamas. I'll tell you what's bullshit. The tuck rule is bullshit. I agree. That is a fumble. <laughs> I agree. Okay, a football move is bullshit. Uh, the way they protect foot uh, quarterbacks now is bullshit. <clears throat> agree. Uh, that fucking Casey L.A. Rams fifty-three to fifty-two game was bullshit. Everybody acting like, oh, I can't fucking believe this. How many yards do you think Marino and Elway would throw in today's NFL if they faced each other? Well, there's essentially Teddy Bruce yeah, right. literally wrote, okay, he goes, it pains me to write this. Offenses are going to score. You just try to like make one big play and like just basically describing last year's Super Bowl, which was a fucking joke. It was like watching two people playing Madden football with real people. It was a fucking joke. Like the fact that one of those defenses was going to walk around with the Super Bowl ring, letting up all of those fucking points where there was like two punts the whole game. That And that to me is once again a corporate move where it's like we have all the real sports fans. What attracts, oh, what attracts no the doubt. casual fan no offense? Yeah. Like if you took soccer, it's never really made a hold over here. If they started having games seven to six, Americans would start watching <laughs> it because it would be interesting. Because they're too far down the road. I'm not going to learn all those fucking songs, you know, and, and, and get a scarf. I just, I don't have the time in my life. But if guys just start scoring goals right. left and right. Yeah. Oh, no. They, they, yeah. And the ratings bounce back and they're up big time this year. So there's going to be nothing done by to the slow way, down the offense. Getting back to the too. tuck rule, there's a lot of Raider fans that still feel that, they're, that mm -hmm. they need to avenge that. Right. And they don't know their history. They didn't realize that that was revenge for the roughing the passer call in 77 against Ray Hamilton, which was complete horseshit, um, which gave them the fucking game. Because back then when there was roughing the passer, wherever they threw the ball, that's where they put the ball. And it was the end of the game. And Stabler threw it down to the goal line. So they were like on the fucking 50 right. with like five seconds left. They put it right on the, I think Mark Van Egan or somebody ran it in the next play. It was complete horseshit. <laughs> like Hamilton was in the air as he was throwing the ball. Was he supposed to change direction? So... And then the tuck rule was what, what, where, where in 77, that was a bad call. Uh, 2001, that was a bad rule. Right. You know, that's just a bad rule. Yeah, that, yeah. That's a, it, they called it by the letter of the law. They, they, it, was, it was the <clears throat> right call yeah. on a bad rule. Yeah. Um, so whatever. So they say, there you go. So now yeah. do you still We just feel, agreed. Yeah, yeah. So What I do mean, you think of Belichick? He's the greatest coach of all time. Right. I agree with that too. Okay. Did you see him get into it with Thielen yesterday? I, and it's exactly what he should have done. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. It was, it, was a, it was a fourth in inches. I can see if he got into it with the running back. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Is that like a heckle moment? Like a heckler moment? No, I think what he was doing is I think, I think he knows that Belichick was basically the one by getting Wes Welker and putting him into his offense made the NFL believe in a white wide receiver again. <laughs> Well, so <laughs> I think in a way he just yeah. wanted to be validated that he talked to me. I just yeah. want to know what he said to him because the press, Belichick's entire run here with the Patriots is trying, trying to get some sort of emotion out of him. They right. couldn't. Oh, yeah. And he was up there. Just the way he said, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. And the thing is, if Bill, Pel Bill Belichick is telling you to shut the fuck up, right. then yeah, you should probably shut the fuck up. Well, and then I love that that kid went out and uh, dropped a pass like the very next play or something. Having said that, what's his name? Adam Thielen. Yeah, he's a phenomenal player. Yeah, I, good player. I, he, oh, my God, yeah. how he would thrive. He'll be on the Patriots, the Patriots one day. Yeah, he'll I be there. I feel like we have, like this year is a total rebuild year. 
um, where we lost we lost our two top receivers, our running back, our left tackle, and one of our best cornerbacks. So the fact that we're kind of hanging in there, and we really are kind of hanging in there because we're not winning like decisively. And uh, I am not looking forward to playing Kansas City in Kansas City. All right, hang on, Bill. Just want to tell my listeners out there that this episode of the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast is sponsored today by Mac Weldon. All right, let me just tell you, Mac Weldon is better than anything you're wearing right now. They believe in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. Website couldn't be easier to navigate. They have the most comfortable line of underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants that you will ever wear. They want you to be comfortable, so if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it, and they will still refund you, no questions asked. Not only does Mack Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well, too, whether you're going to work, going out on a date, or just doing everyday life activities. I've shopped on Mack Weldon's website, bought their hoodies, couldn't be more comfortable. The website could not be easier to use and to navigate to see all of the clothing that's on there. The selection is excellent. And for the listeners out there right now on the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast, you get 20% off your first order at Mack Weldon. All you have to do is visit MacWeldon.com and enter the promo code MEDIA at checkout. Once again, 20% off your first order, MacWeldon.com, and you enter the promo code MEDIA at checkout. I do we have to mention F is for family on Netflix. Yes, so let's season do three. that. Yep. Season three. Can, for, let me before we even get into the show, if you're a comedian like you are, especially high, high, high level comedian. High level can, shit jokes right here. Can you even think about doing something on network TV? Like it has to be Netflix at this point or like an HBO, right? Um oh no, I, I don't know. Like I, could I, you I, do a sitcom for ABC? Well, I don't think that I'm, that's just not my right. That's not who I am. Right, like, that's just not. But my, for the freedom, but I'm, I'm not saying that it's 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 a bad thing to do. No, no. But I'm saying for you to have that freedom, if you're a comedian and you want to have that freedom to do exactly what you want, you really. I mean, well, it, the Netflix freedom has I would love is all the time off I would have if I was just rather than doing animation, which takes forever. Right. I thought I was being smart. I'm so tell tell me about the like what the animation process and like you said it takes much longer. How much longer? What. It takes us like a, a little over a year to get the thing done. I mean, for how many episodes? For ten. Ten episodes. It takes about over a year to do. Yeah, of the animation. But now it now it moves like it moves quicker <clears> because <throat> now they know the characters. They kind of know the style and feel. It's just in the beginning. I mean, literally in the beginning, when you have an animated show, it's this weird thing where you have to have your own look. So you basically have to create your own race of animated people. And it's just like you're looking at eyes, balls. You're like, oh, that's too much like The Simpsons. That's too South Park. That's too Family Guy. Right. So you have to like, you know, The Simpsons, everybody is yellow, right? If you really look at it, like the way they do it. So we, we spent like six weeks on noses and eyes and chins <laughs> and, uh, and then like style of animation, like just sort of the, uh, the look of it. Um, which, by the way, we just recently had somebody. Uh, is Rick and Morty? Is that a yeah a cartoon? A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Comedy this, Central. This person wrote on that. Oh my God, is that a funny film? Yeah, yeah. Holy shit! But but if you look at them, the way that they're drawn, the whole thing that the way that that is, it's all like your own thing. So at the beginning of of the animation thing, or uh, Nick Kroll, the Big Mouth mm -hmm. Show, you know? Yeah, yeah, I know Nick. Yeah, from yeah. So they he was in the league, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's the hardest part. But after like two seasons, like season three was easier 
than uh, was less work than one and two combined. Right. Yeah. And what about writing it? Do you is it easy for you? It's easy on easy days, which most of them are because we we uh, we have a killer writer room and right. um, just really really funny people and. Uh, but just certain days when it's when it's just not working, and you got to pull it apart, you're like, ah, fuck. You know what I mean? It's just like you ever put something <clears throat> together in IKEA, and then you miss something, <laughs> and then you got to take it apart. Just it's the script yeah, no, version yeah. of that, and you're like, ugh. I write a column every day for SI.com, and there, you know, when you do it every day, there's days you get in there and you just you're just like, I have nothing to say, I have nothing I to write, and I that's why home. you love a guy like Rex Ryan, and that's why the press hates Bill Belichick because he makes you guys work. I disagree. I love Bill Belichick is a fountain of content. Love Bill, but he's great for content. Yesterday, cursing out a guy. That's beautiful. I know, but he never does that. Well, no, he's given, he's given you a lot. First of all, here's one of the best things about Bill Belichick, the way he throws the challenge flag. I love it. It's one of the greatest things in sports. It is. It's in his sock, first of all. So right off the bat, that's phenomenal. And he just, yeah, it, it's like he couldn't, it, it's like he's so pissed off. He's got to go into that sock and toss this flag and he does I, it with I, the I like I feel it's an efficiency <laughs> of movement. It's like, I don't need to throw it. Right. To the middle yeah, he, of the field. Oh, just, yeah. Yeah, he just drops it. Meanwhile, there's other coaches, they're flinging it. Belichick's great for content. I love Bill Belichick. I think he's great. I mean, listen, he's the best coach in the history of the NFL, and he's- The man's in control of his emotions. He's great for content. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Just his press conferences alone, where he won't give any answers. Well, because you guys blow him up. He knows. They know. You, I like the you guys. Like I've, I've been press. in a press conference with Bill Belichick. No, because- I would never ask him a question. Press, I know he's not going to answer the it. The people in the press, what he's doing- is you guys, any little fucking thing you say, they're, they're going to blow the fucking oh, thing yeah. up, which helps the other team. So he just, no matter who, the, he could be playing a bunch of eight-year-olds. Well, you know, they got a lot of, uh, a lot right. of weapons. Yeah. And he's just going to just give you that. That's right. all he's going to give you. And that's why I just think it's so, like when the Red Sox in the World Series, those guys saying, hey, looking at some game film. Who the hell did we play? I don't even fucking remember. They were uh, oh the Astros, oh, the Astros with the yeah. Alex Bregman with the yeah and then the back to back to back yeah, home yeah. runs. It's just like yeah. why did you just do that? Right. That's why I thought it was stupid for the Red Sox to play New York, New York. It's just like you know already the Yankees already have a fire lit underneath them because they lost. Well, the Yankees did it first, so they I know, but it's stupid. You should have just fucking ignored that, <laughs> done it. You win. I, I'm a big score a touchdown, hand the ball to right. the ref, and just let them sit in the silence of that as opposed to sitting there. I agree. I mean, I like, listen, I think if you score a touchdown, you should double celebrate. Dutch or whatever but the I, fuck yeah. it is they're doing. No, now. I like all that. I love all that. But don't I, don't piss off the other team. Is I agree with that sentiment. You don't think going down and taking a group photo every time you fucking I don't think that, no, touchdown? because I think, I don't, because that has nothing to do with the other team, really. The other team's going to do it, too. I mean, it's not, it's not a personal thing towards the other team. It's not like, uh, you know... I, I swear to God, talking. dude, I get like douche chills when I watch it because the celebrations are so fucking bad. I hope you didn't see some. They, they, someone yesterday did the Macarena. You would not have liked that. I don't mind an end zone dance, but when they, they've like choreographed it and yeah. worked it out, like I'm going to be in a canoe and yeah. you're going to be on the bridge and reach up and just like, oh my God. What, this thing has anything to do with football. No, it's just fun. <laughs> I, I, I don't it's, I love it. I'm sorry. It's, I love how the pajamas are weird, but like having a, a, a musical breakout after a fucking touchdown is not weird to you. Recovery That's pajamas. Recovery, recovery pajamas. pajamas. I feel like that we're not going to get past the recovery pajamas. All right. So F is for family, Netflix, December. No, it's already out. Oh, right. We're in December, right? Yeah, November 30th. It came November out. 30th. So it's out. So, so everyone should check that. And yeah. you're going on tour, right? In Europe? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Have you ever toured Europe before? Yes. Like, What's the difference between Europe and the States when you're doing stand-up? You just get in your head. 
and you just think, are they going to get this? And then that's the quickest way to start bombing. So the way to do it is just go over and you act like you're here. Do you find they get it just like Americans? Yeah. And then mm -hmm. if they don't, you just make fun of the fact that you thought they were going to get it and then you move on. <laughs> but I mean, I would literally go over there and talk about those recovery pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Matt's going to ask you a couple of questions because he's a diehard. Get First it, of all, get Bill, it F, for, F is for Family is awesome. Jay, Thank you. You got to get on it. There's a lot of shit on Netflix. I know. I know. It's fantastic. Know. He's, busy. He's, he's busy. busy. he's busy. Guy. He's writing columns. He's doing a podcast. I'm very happy you don't work Eating. at SI. Eating. I was waiting for you. I'm drinking. <laughs> I'm watching Jimmy uh, lose every argument to you right now, and I usually lose my arguments to Jimmy, so thank God you do not work in our newsroom. I am uh, <laughs> a mouthy Colts fan, so I would not do well with you if okay. things would go poorly, but uh, I work with so many Jim Irsay, one of the biggest cheaters in the game. <laughs> yeah, but he's numb. He doesn't feel any of the pain. I know. know. There so. you go. <laughs> Anyways, here's my question for you. I work with Boston fans. Every time, this one fan in particular, Avi, every time we get into a fight, it always boils down to the same thing. You've heard it before. Colts, Patriots, Manning, Brady, Deflategate. It's the number one debate, though. Marvin Harrison or Aaron Hernandez, who's the bigger monster? Oh, God. Wait, Aaron Hernandez or who? <laughs> Marvin Harrison. Oh, okay. Well, Marvin Harrison was never proven, so. That's correct. Thank I you, Bill. I would say Aaron Hernandez. Thank you. All right, once and for all, we settled it. I thought you'd have more to so say. So you there. wanted. You, no, because you I don't, I don't think people dying is like a, a good comedic. Well, when you're a Colts Angle. Patriots fan, when you're a I thought you were going to, I thought you were just, I thought you was going to ask about like Deflategate. I know you figure you get that all the time. I figure I go. With no, I don't want to talk about Deflategate. No, we're not doing no. that. But here's my my other question for you, because Boston fans, you grew up your whole life rooting for a lot of bad sports teams. Last yeah. like 15 years, it can't get any better. I'm wondering, have Boston fans thought about what it's going to be like when Brady retires? Are you going to go back to this misery is me thing? Do you think the good times will continue? What do you think? No, I was actually talking to a sports fan about that last night. I go, I, I kind of feel like it's it's we maybe got one more run in us, okay. and it's all what we do over the the off season. But like, uh, you know, Belichick is almost seventy, but like I, the great thing was I watched thirty plus years of sports before all of this happened. So uh, you know, I saw Dan Marino kick the shit out of us for fifteen years, <laughs> right. and now they're still waiting for their next Dan Marino. It's very rare. Yeah. That you go from a Peyton Manning to an Andrew Luck. I mean, you got to tank half a season is what you have and to do. It still doesn't work out. But, uh, but um, or, or go from uh, Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. That's very rare that that happens. And we're certainly, you know, greatest quarterback of all time with the greatest coach of all time. It's just that's never going to happen again. So it's just like... You know, I'm going to be like Billy Crystal when he used to talk about watching Mickey Mantle at <laughs> Yankee so Stadium good, right? like that. Yeah. But I, I, but the thing is, is most sports fans never get to experience that. Never. So you just enjoy it. Brady is still playing at a ridiculously high level. He just doesn't have the weapons he needs. But, um, you know, yeah, I'm just going to enjoy it. Well, Boston fans by nature are such good talkers at all. You know, before you guys won anything, you guys were already, I feel like, holding your own in every sports debate. Now you've won for no, we weren't years. too. We were getting killed. I, we had nothing. There, there was there was no the Red Sox Yankees rivalry was wasn't a rivalry. But until, you had the confidence. You still caught. You still talked. No, we like didn't. Guys, oh, I feel like no, because you're because you're talking. You're too young. You're, yeah. talking, you're thinking about now. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, yeah. no, dude. We still like if you look, watch you watch Dan Shaughnessy. Yeah, you know you 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 read his articles. You're looking at a guy who has sports. Uh, PTSD, right? Where he <laughs> will the the ball is always going through Buckner's legs in right. that no matter what is going on, other than the Celtics, yeah, because the Celtics were the only ones that continued to uh, to win, and even then that was like you know when Len Bias died and then uh, uh, Lewis died and the, the whole thing, and 
it just it just was really bad and uh it was bad it was a bad time cam neely you know all of that stuff just was um rick patino yeah, oh, yeah rick patino was, was a bad time yeah so there was you know we went so i've i've gotten to 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 experience both and um yeah i'm just the celtics are you know celtics almost have like too much talent so they do trying to figure out how to play with each other but no i'm just enjoying it i'm just wondering if boston fans will go back will, will it will humble you will the will brady and belichick moving on will that reset will you navigate will you start rooting for the other teams or will it go back to being that yeah this is all no. this is all just your miserable experience <laughs> yes, as a fan yes so uh well, when you, they you, leave you, you'd have to be like there's a certain type of person like i haven't talked shit at all unless somebody gives me shit i'm just wow. not someone who talks shit uh i don't because I, I don't rub it in. I'm happy that we won. We don't need to. Right. Score a touchdown, flip Absolutely. to the ref. But, like, you know, I remember all this shit I used to get being a Red Sox fan. Half my friends were Yankee fans and comedians. And when we won in 2004, <laughs> like, I was so amazed at their lack of ability, Yankee fans, to take shit because they had never had done it. Like, right. you couldn't get one on the phone. No, no, I'm happy for you guys. I'm really happy for you guys. It's like, you're not happy. You're fucking miserable. You just had the biggest fucking choke in baseball history, and none of them showed up. And I was just like, eh, all right. And then something happened. Then they won in 2009. No, there was a Yankee fan. I remember a comedian, too, called me when we, we choked away a lead in September in, in the Bobby Valentine year, right? Oh, God. Yeah. And he called me up. I don't think the Yankees were even in the playoffs. And he called me up to trash me. And I was like, dude, I have not heard from you since game three of 2004. <laughs> And uh, it really made me lose a lot of respect for him. Yeah. It's just like, dude, you're a whack-a-mole fan. Like, if things are going good, you pop your head out. If they're bad, <laughs> I don't see you for years. It's right. just like, you're not a sports fan. And I'm, I'm telling you, there's a lot of bandwagon in Boston. It just inherently yeah. with, with, like, winning the same way there is in, like, Indianapolis or any other place you're from. But I was there when they sucked. Yeah, I'm there when they're great, and I'll be there when they suck again. And, and uh, you know... Like, I had season tickets in 1989 when they were supposed to be good, and they yeah. went 5-11, and 11, and I was losing. Uh, yeah, that was, that was, you know, but whatever. But, I mean, I didn't think we were ever going to ever win a Super Bowl. We used to play in, like, a high school football stadium, Texas style. And uh, so, yeah, it's been a great run. Yeah. And I'm happy, and I'm satisfied as a sports fan, and I, you know, feel bad for you that you got to deal with obnoxious millennial fucking Boston sports yes. fans. He, but you are he's, beyond class. He's playing You're, an act. He dishes it out on. just as much oh, as he takes please, it. Please. Oh, yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah. He probably plays fantasy football. He's one of those guys. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. That's, that, you, can, you can do sports fan that way if you yeah, want to. That's yeah, not yeah, how yeah, I do yeah, it. Yeah. And I don't hang out with sports fans like that. Yeah. I, I think those <laughs> they're mouth-breathing morons. Every team I You go to a sports bar and some guy, they, your team scores a touchdown. He's like, all day, all day. <laughs> he's wearing half the uniform. It's just like, yeah. why don't you just put on cleats, you fucking the, As like, the I'm, older I get, the less patience I have for sports fans, which is bad when you're in the sports oh, industry. Absolutely. But my God, they're demented. I've got the young builder <laughs> yeah. experience. Yeah. Every team I root for is terrible. One day you assume maybe this will change. But... No, that's what makes it better. Like right. There's things that I'm enjoying... Like, I would love to see the Chiefs win it. I don't want to yeah. see them beat us, but I would love to. Their fans have been waiting since 1970, seeing Baker Mayfield bringing the Cleveland Brown franchise back Crazy. and having a cocky quarterback. And yeah. it's just like, they need that. Um, you know, I, I, don't root, I don't root for fucking misery. There's only a few fan bases that I, I have no sympathy for. Who are those? Canadians, Yankees, and Laker fans. Oh, God. What about them getting LeBron? That just seemed like... The worst thing that could happen to the 29 other fan bases. 
of all. Well, the- I just feel like there's almost a rule, yeah. like where, like it's almost like the Lakers can can only be bad for so long, despite the bad moves that they've made. <laughs> yeah. And how everybody like the reason why the Celtics have had such a difficult time competing with the Lakers because the Lakers are the most successful franchise in my lifetime. They won the most championships. Is that once the free agency thing took over, we couldn't compete. Where it was just like, all right, do you want to come to racist Boston, <laughs> deal with the winner and bang f- fives and sixes, right. or do you want to go to racist LA, have perfect weather, yeah. Yeah. and bang models and superstars? We can't compete with that. <laughs> That's basically it. I made a point to say that they're both racist because there is nice. that thing to try to act like all the racism in this country is in the South and in Boston isn't the truth. No. Yeah. Become a road comic and talk to you people afterwards. Oh, yeah. You, you must have a lot of athletes who are huge fans of yours, I would assume. I don't know. No? Well, we don't, I don't really run into athletes in comedy clubs. <laughs> We're kind of living in two separate worlds. I'm surprised. I don't know. I, I, I would think athletes would, I don't know, try to reach out, and I'm sure they watch your specials on Netflix and all that stuff. Uh, I, uh, I don't know. It's funny. I want to ask you about I the- I live ho- in my own world, sir. I watch MeTV. All right. It's a good channel. It's yeah, a great couple, channel. The Honeymooners. Love it. I go back further than that. Oh, oh yeah. Honeymooners was further. I, I well, watched honey, 77 yeah. Sunset Strip, Peter Gunn, and Joe Bartnick got me into the Untouchables, which was great. And uh, yeah, I like the old gumshoe shows from back then. The Honeymooners, is that the greatest show of all time? As a comedian, what do you think? Or is it Seinfeld? It's, it's is the it... greatest show of all time and also what hurt so many comics like me trying to get something on the air. Because? Because it just, 40 years later, they still wanted, all right, you're a big dumb lug. She's smarter than you. It was just like whenever, right, that's that why. formula. I, well, that's why I could never get a, a I couldn't get anything on the air was because in my scripts, like the guy also was right sometimes. Right. <laughs> Right, and that never happened. <laughs> no, and that was sitcoms. considered sexist. Yeah, but if the guy was just dumb as shit, being like, "Oh, what would I do without you, honey? I can't even dress myself without her." Like they yeah. couldn't get enough of that shit. That's what always blew my mind when they talk about the power that men have in this business. I never got to that level where there was the guy. Every fucking person I ever pitched to was a woman, and they and they they would just shoot down all of my shit. And then if you'd come back with just like, okay, you know, I'm not the brightest guy, but I got a good heart. They would just, oh. <laughs> no, you never pitch to men? It's always, I mean, because you always hear about it. It's usually men running. Casting the, directors, yeah. everything. I've run into like maybe two male casting directors, and I think they were both gay. So it's never been like this This whole, you know, whatever the whatever they're talking about. Evidently, I'm not high enough You're in not. the business. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the poor honeymooners, they wouldn't even get on the air today because Ralph threatens to punch Alice and that would that be That aspect book. wouldn't, but, that but, aspect but the formula of it. Yes. Where, you know, he But Pal Wright and the Kisser would not get on TV today. Yeah. Um, before, you, before you go, I wanted to ask you about two stories. Well, so you just did the hot ones and it's funny uh, because, wait, let me just say this. It, I this, resent that picture out there where he's got big juicy wings. The hot one? Because the one, I don't know where they got the wings. So someone on Twitter accused me of that. I, so this <clears throat> did not work out this way on purpose. It was totally <clears throat> by chance. I had Blake Griffin on this podcast last week, mm-hmm. and he did the hot ones, and then you did it the week after. Now I have you. Then someone thought it was like I was in cahoots with hot ones. I was not. I don't know. Um, you seemed like you handled it well, though. Like, you didn't seem like you were going to completely die from the... 
that that dude now it's it's that one that I found out isn't even like they said technically it's not a hot sauce because of what it's made. That one that's called the bomb. Right. It's just it's it's just hot for hot sake. It's like a comic that's just loud <laughs> for loud sake. They're not right. saying anything. Right. I think I just criticized my own act, but um it was just it was stupid. Like that's the hottest thing I've ever eaten. And I did a gig in India one time and I ate this pepper and everybody at the table was like, What the fuck? And the, the waiters just started bringing the, all this yogurt over to me. And dude, everything was just like <laughs> How uh, long after you filmed it were you still feeling it? Uh the heat of it? Yeah. Uh oh yeah. Well, ninety minutes yeah. afterwards. Just... And then also it was the room temperature milk and the, the wings oh. were, were not were kind of dry and they were also not hot. Right, right. right. You know, so it was, it was, uh, yeah. So not the most fun interview you ever did. Did you ever had milk with wings? Why would you ever do that? So, um, yeah, yeah, like I, I kind of was sitting at like, I had like meat sweats and shit and I was just like, I was like, uh, definitely sitting at home afterwards thinking, uh, like that, that was just wrong. Right. I like that the host was just relentlessly asking you questions. You know what's funny is well, I didn't I didn't notice that. No, you didn't and then notice when that. I watched it, I saw that whole other element of comedy. I was like, yeah. it's fucking hilarious. So I'm like, dude, this is wrong. This is fucking bad. You know, in two thousand five you did a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Like yeah. that that I, I was so in and then I touched my eyes. That was oh, the no. and, they, and they give you like one na- and then I noticed him. He he didn't even had touch his napkin yet. So basically, what you were watching was like the hustler, and he was right. he was Jackie Gleason, yeah, right. and I was Fast Eddie. Yeah. He just got that sucking smile. down the whole thing, and he just goes, "All right, you know, want to play pool?" He puts yeah. his sport coat back on. Yeah, he's a great guy, man. So I, I had a good time with that. I don't know if I'd do it again though. Yeah, that's I couldn't do that. Um, I would demand colder milk and a quality wing. And I, so, would, I would do it again. You can't do water with that. That won't take away the heat. It has to be milk. There's something about the milk oh, gets it milk. off. Gets it off your uh, yeah. like it clings to it. Yeah. Like what? What? It's like it's like a grease fire basically. Right, right, right. Water just yeah. sort of moves it around, but doesn't get rid of it. This episode of the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast is also brought to you by Lightstream. This holiday season, give yourself the gift of extra money in your pocket when you consolidate your credit card with Lightstream. Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a great interest rate. Get a credit card consolidation loan with rates as low as 6.14 APR with auto pay. That's much lower than the national average credit card interest rate of over 19% APR. Plus, your rate is fixed, so as rates continue to rise, your rate will not budge. Also, with Lightstream, you can get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000, and you can even get your money as soon as the day you apply. The application is 100% online, and there are no fees. I've been to the website myself. Very easy to use, very easy to navigate. The application's easy to fill out. And of course, SI Media Podcast listeners get a little something here. The holiday season, this holiday season, save even more with an additional interest rate discount. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash SI Media. That's lightstream.com slash SI Media, L-I-G-H-T. S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash S-I media. This offer is subject to credit approval. Rate includes a 0.50% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Once again, lightstream.com slash S-I media for more information. Um, in terms of comedy, give me, give the listeners one stand-up special old school that they must watch if they've never watched, and one current that they should watch if they've never watched. All right, can I give you the two? The, the two because I outside of yours, 
they the two <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> two of uh, well, I feel like my well. Friend, listen, you've got a couple in there that could be there. That okay. I would say as far as a comic, um, I mean, I don't know how younger kids would view this, but uh, the Richard Pryor one live in concert in Long Beach mm -hmm. and Bill Cosby himself. I feel like those are comedy at its height as far as working clean and then just being completely unfiltered because there's an art to both of them. Right. You know, there's this whole big thing that working clean is more difficult and it's just, this, you know, it is. And then there's also doing what Richard did because there's a price you pay for doing that. Right. Because um, working clean doesn't mean just not cursing. It also means don't have opinions that will disrupt, you know, don't be on the right side of, uh, you know, certain arguments or whatever. So, but that's the best that those two things can be done. I mean, yeah. Bill Cosby sits down and kills for 90 minutes. I think he says asshole one time. Other than that, just totally clear. Yeah, and I, I think there's a god that he's, well, I don't, I shouldn't ruin the joke, I guess, but he's, I don't, whatever. Yeah, yeah. He uh, says, uh, he has a good line in there about until I was 10, I thought my name was God damn it. My brother thought he was Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, was, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I actually did the theater where, where he f filmed uh, him, Bill Cosby himself, and I, di I didn't realize I was there till afterwards. I was like, fuck, I would have liked to have like, taken that in. So, right. anyways, um, and then nowadays, what was the, what the, the one that you should watch? Yeah. The problem is, is I don't watch a lot of them because I don't want people's material in my head, but my favorite one that I loved was Dave Attell's last one. Okay. Yeah. Where he was on the road, like in his element, which is where you want to see Dave in a club, on the road, in the zone, having a good time. Like yeah. what I really struck me as far as like, I mean, Dave's, you know, his jokes are the nobody has better jokes than him, going on twenty five years. But like, uh, just the sheer fun he looked like he was having, right? Which is an, an, a, a you know, I love seeing a comic on stage yeah. having fun. That's the best. Tony, you that that night at Jones Beach, it was him and you back to back. I remember I couldn't breathe not to kiss your ass because you're here um we talked about at the beginning about all the political correctness and people are afraid of this and there's two stories that i saw recently that i figured i would just throw at you and let you riff on them and okay. say whatever you want to say about the nonsense that's going on the first one is okay. new yesterday's story came out that a cleveland radio station is banning the christmas song baby it's cold outside because, because of, the, of the homeless people because of the me too era because the theme of the song is he's trying to get this woman to stay and she's trying to leave for the night. So they're banning the song in Cleveland. I mean, that's so ridiculous. <laughs> I don't even like that. You know, when somebody just says something so ridiculous, it's not right. even worth engaging. You just sort of stare at him and nod like, mm, okay, you do that. <laughs> <laughs> and the other story was uh, around Thanksgiving, Sarah Michelle Geller. Why can't you just not do it? Not do what? Why can't you just not play it? Why do you have to tell the world that you're doing it? It's just so like... Well, they know, want the credit. Yeah, that biblical thing, how heathens pray in public so you can right. see how fucking holy they are. Right. If you don't want to do something, just don't do it. Everybody, just, everybody is just so prancing around showing about like how great a person they are. Like, there was a hashtag on Twitter. It was called Things I Don't Tolerate. And adults were, and they were just saying all this layup applause break stuff. They're like, racism, bigotry. And then my favorite thing, mean people. And everyone's just like, and it's just, and what I loved was all you had to do was write that. You didn't have to, you didn't have to live that life. You didn't have to right. demonstrate it. Could you do a whole act 60 minutes just on the nonsense you see on Twitter? Uh, I wouldn't want to. 
then I become the Twitter comment. But right, I mean, right. yeah, but you could. Yeah, I probably could. Yeah. The other story was around Thanksgiving. Oh, I hope this doesn't come back to me being fat. But around Thanksgiving, Sarah Michelle Geller posted on Instagram a picture of herself wearing either a bikini or like brawn panties. I don't remember. It was something like that. And she said something like, I'm going to put this picture all around my house to remind me not to overeat on Thanksgiving. And she got vilified about she's promoting eating disorders. And then she had to apologize. Your thoughts? Uh, she shouldn't apologize. That isn't that. That is the apology now is becoming worse than what is going on. Yeah. Don't apologize. I would have. I'm sorry. I have discipline. <laughs> this is what you need to be in this fucking business. This is another thing too. Is they act like only women go through that. Like in my business, as the guy, you either have to be the fat guy or be in shape. The worst thing can be is be middle ground. And right. I, I actually, from the shit that I get on Twitter, I know what my weight is. I need to be 172, 171. Anything above that, hey, Billy Red Tits. Hey, fucking booze bag. You know, hey, how many chins you gonna have underneath, hide underneath that beard? And it's just like, that is just, and, and it's one of these things. These fucking people where it's just like, you know, who are in my business where it's like, who feel that they're going to step out on a stage and not be judged. It's just like, listen, you signed up for this shit. Right. You know what I mean? It's like a fireman bitching that he lost his eyebrows in the last <laughs> house fire. It's like, well, what, if you're fighting fires, dude, what do you think was going to fucking happen? So, I mean, I don't know. I, th I think, like, I do shit like that. Right. Like, I fat shame myself. That's how I stay in shape. Look at you, you tub of shit. And my wife would be going like, you look fine. No, I don't look at this. Look at this. Fucking grab a whole fucking handful here. You have to hold yourself to it. She's not, I just, she's I, not, listen to she's not, she doesn't have an eating disorder. She's just in shape. Right. So what it is was a bunch of fucking insecure people. Then fucking, they have their reaction to it. And then it's it's a way to like you know and the and, and just, why I, does she apologize because well, she's sorry or because she's trying to not fuck up you know people invest in the movie they know they right. know the game right people invest millions there's millions to lose here so now she has to apologize even though I would love to hear what she said behind the fucking right 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 exactly uh, that, when I see that story it makes me livid and then I get doubly livid when she apologizes I hundred percent like support that, that, like, that she put the picture up there and I wish I was in the shape of her don't apologize. Hold on, I have to throw a curveball here. There's another story, and I, I want to see if you get angry about this one. Did you hear about the lady that's angry at Southwest because she named her daughter A B C D E, pronounced Absidy? Absidy's a, a great fucking name, though. <laughs> but she just her mom. Well, doesn't the daughter have special needs or something? And that's I don't why know. She, I didn't yeah, see yeah, that yeah, far. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, no, I didn't, no, no. Yeah, you, yeah. If you give you listen, there's two fucking things that you can do as a parent that just blow my mind. <laughs> Give them a please beat the shit out of me name. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Absidy is a great name, but just spell it that way. Right. Okay? And then, like, you, you, it's like she went out there to get fucking attention. It wasn't enough that you had a cute kid. You had to be like, oh, that's how you spell it? Whoa, right? And then another thing is people who have a kid and then just put their political agenda on them. Like, I'm going to raise this kid gender neutral, or I'm going to, uh, the future, they put like a three-year-old, but the future is feminine. It's like, can you let the kid have a childhood? Or the family that doesn't refer to the kids as babies, they're thabies. I've never heard that? of that. Instead of a boy, like, it's, it's, it, they're not babies, they're thabies, because they don't know if it's a boy or, it, it was but, weird. But, it's just, no, and that's yeah. one of those things where it's like, it's, it's, what I like about when I grew up was I was actually, I could actually have a childhood because it wasn't the internet and there wasn't all this, this horrible shit right. that your kids can mm -hmm. see, which I like, you know, I'm not into censorship, but I understand if parents, if they could come out with the fucking internet that, you know, 
you know, my kid goes to school someday, what's going to stop some other kid whose parents are a little more lax from walking up with like a fucking iPhone and showing him a porno, right? right? So it's like, um, I like that I had a chance to, to, to like, like I, like, I don't make fun of my daughter or anything in my act because I feel that stepping out into the public world is, it's a really personal choice and I'm making it for her if I do it. So if I ever was to tell a story, it'd be, I would just say how awesome my daughter is. And then if there was a story, I would just say what an idiot I am. But sure. I, would, I would never give bullies at school ammunition to then, you know, go after or even, make, like make her life harder. You know right. what I mean? I, so, I, I think like about that with, with porn stars who then decide to have children. And it's like, great. So there's going to be a day where a kid's coming up with a smartphone. Hey, look at your mom when she was like 20. I know. I know. But if you see why they get into it, I actually look at porn stars a lot like comedians that if they actually... You know, I remember this guy called me when I, when I, when I, I after I, I uh, became a dad, he said, congratulations. He goes, you made it out. A lot of comics don't make it out, you know, <laughs> and you just become this sad sack guy who didn't get married, didn't have kids. So if, if a porn star, whatever makes you do that, you can come out the other side and find love somehow and actually have a kid. It's actually a great thing. And, but it's unfortunate yeah that you have to think that question yeah that you have that thing and that kids yeah that's but the thing kids kids are so fucking mean that that's why i i i'm gonna try to avoid you know i think louis didn't louis louis done bits about like like bashing his kids in a funny way not in a yeah. you know and it's, it's a, all a personal choice yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. how i'm deciding to do it and it, it it ends up being funny just because of the shock value of it when he's like you know my daughter this asshole did that you, you know you're just so taken aback by it you you laugh but it you know because right. in everyone has that sort of in their head sometimes when they deal with a kid with like yeah. you know what are you doing but yeah it's why what story have you told on this <laughs> no <I've, laughs> no stories no stories no stories like that no I, I agree with you I think the kid bought him recovery pajamas for father's <laughs> yeah. day and he got pissed <laughs> I can't believe Bill Burr doesn't hate the recovery pajamas that's that's I, just... I was not even aware that they existed this is the thing I don't watch really very little pregame or postgame if I watch it I like listening to former players which is why I, I love Terry Bradshaw, Howie Long. Forget that. Of, Give me an announcer you guys. hate. Give me an announcer you hate. Who uh, bothers you? Who drives you crazy? I'm Who do you want? Doing that. <laughs> I I will tell you I miss like my favorite, just because they've been around so long and everything. You know, when you get to be fifty, everything's changed. I don't even recognize the fucking skyline of New York City anymore. If it wasn't for the Empire State Building and the uh, Chrysler Building, it's changed so much. But that's why I love. Like Al Michaels and Chris Collins. Chris Collinsworth is a guy that gets a lot of shit. I love Chris Collinsworth. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like he just says what's going on or what he feels is going on. He played the game. So I, I just like, you know, you just, there's just too many, sen too overly sensitive. Yeah. He, um, he's like, good. I'll tell you, the New England Patriots are just not getting it done. And it's just like, yeah. he's right. They're not. Yeah. We're fucking up. He's good. I feel like he's gotten a little cornier over the years but he's still good he's very good al's the best al michaels is still... I, I think they're both slow. i think al michaels great. is so good and he doesn't age he doesn't in terms of his voice his quality and he's quality a huge game. hockey fan yes he is yeah. i'll i mean al will always be the greatest to me because of the howard stern prank call with oj that to me is the like single greatest moment in tv history what happened that don't you don't know about the greatest i'm sure i saw it wait so who the night they... of the oj Bronco Chase. Bronco Chase in 1994. Someone pretended to be O.J. and call Al Michaels? No, someone pretended to be O.J.'s neighbor. 
a, a regular Howard Stern prank caller. Right. Not Al Michaels, uh, Peter Jennings. Okay. And he calls and he's like, he calls Peter Jennings and he's doing just such an over the top um, character black person accent. Right. Peter Jennings has no clue what's going on. And the guy's going, Oh my God, Peter, it's quite the tenses. I see OJ and he's scared. And Peter Jennings is like, Yes, this is a very tense moment in Brentwood, California. And then they hang up on the guy, and then Al Michaels comes on. He's like, Peter, Peter, that was a totally farcical call, lest anyone think that was serious. <laughs> and then he went on Howard, and they recreated the call. And Peter, and, this is Al Michaels. Yeah. You've never seen oh, this? Oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of things. I remember. I vaguely, yeah, yeah. vaguely remember that. It is. And Al Michaels. He was did a him huge, a solid, though. He called Al him was up. a huge Howard fan. That's the other mm-hmm. thing. Who would think Al Michaels would be a Howard Stern fan? And he was, and uh, he was like, he, uh, Peter, he said the, oh, at the end of the prank call, the guy goes, I see OJ and it's quite the tenses and Baba Booey to you all. And Peter Jennings just keeps going, yep. not even listening to the caller. Yep. And uh, Al goes, uh, Peter, th- that's a totally farcical call, lest anyone think that's uh, real. It was, the guy said something uh, in code indicative of a popular radio host, because, you know, back then they wouldn't yeah, say Howard yeah. on the air, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, but it's on YouTube. You should watch. It's one of my coolest sports memories. I did something for inside the NFL at the Pro Bowl. I always wanted to go to the Pro Bowl. It just seemed like that old Hawaii stadium. Yeah. yeah. And I went up there and I got to talk to uh, uh, Alan Collinsworth. And I went up there and that stadium, it was just so old school. If you saw the stools they were sitting on, mm-hmm. remember those science class metal stools? Yeah. It was yeah like yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. with yeah. these worn out like uh, cushions on top. And uh, it was just like, you just felt like you were, like when you met Alec, it was, this is like the real deal. Like this guy was, was into sports. Oh, and, yeah. and when sports was sort of underground, you know what I mean? As, yeah, as yeah. opposed to now 24-hour sports networks and all that. This was like, they used to be, remember sports, the local sports thing at the lo- on the local news, it was five minutes oh, yeah, sure, yeah. at the end. Yeah, and you'd sure. sit through all the stories. That was huge in New York. Warner Wolf, you mm-hmm. know, Len Burman. We had, we, had, uh, we had Bob Lobel. Bob Lobel, and, Butch uh, Stearns. Right? Uh, Bob, what was it Bob Newmeyer? Uh, yeah. And we, it was some huge. guy zipped something or other on yeah. Channel 7 who, <laughs> who played with the Washington Generals when the Globetrotters came to town. Yeah. And everyone was chanting, zip, zip. And I remember Geese Osby was getting on him. It was just, and it was just, and everybody knew the inside joke. Everybody got it because it was just sports fans and right, stuff. Right. But, uh, yeah, now it's now those games fifty two yeah. to fifty one. It also shows our age, unfortunately. Yeah. We remember yep. that time. Grumpy old guy. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming in. It was really nice of you to come here and, and do the interview. And uh good All luck right. with F is for Family on Netflix. F is family, season three. And when does the European tour start? I also have a movie uh, out good. right now called uh, The Front Runner, starring Hugh Jackman and Vera Farmiga. It's the Gary Hart story. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Which I didn't realize I didn't realize, you that. Okay. I didn't realize that, that was the first time mainstream media covered an affair mm-hmm. right and and that just and i i remember that that knocked him out of the race it thought it took six weeks it yeah. was a week yeah that donna rice thing came out on monday the next monday it was over and uh what was amazing is four years later uh bill clinton runs and it just has a whole bunch of those scandals. He's just like, what? I fucked them all. Still want to be president. Or <laughs> well, what is? <laughs> I'm taking out the saxophone. What is is? <laughs> when they said, did you, what What was it? Dude, what is sex? And he goes, well, what is is mean? It, you know, that was That's the a lawyer. Yeah. 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 Yep. The movie's getting great reviews. It's, yeah. It's good. No, yeah. it's it's a, uh, yeah, it's definitely, yeah. Uh, and uh, Jason Reitman directed it and all that. It's just, right, right. it was the coolest thing I've been in, in a long time. So I, I, I hope, really hope people go out and get to see it. All right. Just please don't go see another action hero movie. Just yeah. not action hero, uh, uh, Marvel Super- comic, whatever the fuck you call it.
I'm with you on that. All right. My many thanks to Bill Barr for coming in. Appreciate it. And uh, good luck with everything. Thanks. All right. Thanks. All right. All right. My thanks to Bill Burr for a very, very fun conversation. Enjoyed it thoroughly. Hopefully you did too. And uh, make sure you check out all the other interviews there in the archive for the Sports Illustrated Media podcast. Blake Griffin last week. Ian Eagle was hysterical a few weeks ago. Uh, Tony Reale recently. Great interview. John Cena. It's all there in the archives. Subscribe, rate, review. It's all appreciated. And uh, thanks for joining me this week. We'll see you next week right here on the Sports Illustrated Media podcast. Do you know about the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one daily sports podcast network? Locked On has a daily podcast on every NBA and NFL team, plus a growing lineup of college and MLB teams. You get a daily bite-sized podcast giving you the latest on your team from the local experts. Lakers fans, search Locked On Lakers. Cowboys fans, search Locked On Cowboys. Just search Locked On, your favorite team, on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, or tell your smart speaker to play podcast Locked On, your favorite team. Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l e e s a dot com slash iHeart.